going in. Joe Suture. 30 degrees now. Uh, I saw this story in the Pioneer Press this morning, and uh, I had some questions when I got done reading. Positive Thursday, remember? Well. Can you spin it? Well. Find out. Oops, it's a it's an inelegant thing to discuss, but we can get over that hump and get to the questions. All right. Man urinated in co-worker's water bottle, charges say. Perkins wor- subhead. Perkins worker says she rejected Baker's advances. Okay. Baker is in a cook. Yep. Upset that the woman had turned down his romantic advances. Mm. A Minneapolis man urinated in his co-worker's water bottle, according to authorities. Okay, that's pretty dramatic. Conrado Cruz Perez, 47, was charged with two counts of adulterating a substance with bodily fluids, according to the criminal complaint filed against him in Ramsey County District Court. Uh, The first count is a gross misdemeanor. The second is a misdemeanor. Deputies responded to a Perkins restaurant in Vadness Heights last October. Oh, after a 42-year-old employee at the restaurant reported that she was being harassed by a baker. All right. Wait, uh... A baker, the guy who does the baking. Okay. She told investigators that she noticed several occasions over the past few months when the water bottle she keeps at work tasted like urine, the complaint said. Ah. Just a minute. Okay, I think you're Just gonna, a minute. I got to I think make... you're noting one of my questions already. Go ahead. <laughs> right. I'll remain silent I here. Have, it's one I question. I yep. have. The incident started after the woman told Cruz Perez, her co-worker, that she only wanted to be friends after he expressed a romantic interest in her. Right. Keep it professional in the uh, in the Perkins kitchen. That's right. Yes. Cruz Perez initially denied tampering with the woman's water bottle when deputies first interviewed him about the allegations, but later admitted to once urinating in the container after investigators suggested they might conduct DNA testing on the bottle, the complaint said. Okay. Cruz Perez said he had to go to the bathroom when the incident occurred, but that the restaurant was too busy at that time for him to use the facility. Sure. Right. According to a theory. Yeah, I gotta, I'm working here, guys. He added that he forgot to throw away the water bottle after relieving relieving himself in it, according to the complaint. The woman told investigators that she noticed a taste of urine in the bottle about 15 times over the past several months. Just a minute, i got to make another another notation. We might have a couple of the same questions that are uh, (laughs) Make another notation on that paragraph. Uh, Cruz Perez made his first appearance on the charges last week. His attorney, Adriel Benjamin Villarreal, said his client had not yet entered a plea in the case. We haven't made any decisions at this point, Villarreal said. He declined to comment on the allegations made against his client. Cruz Perez could not be reached for comment. Uh, His criminal record consists only of a handful of parking tickets. A manager at Perkins said Cruz Perez previously worked as a baker at the restaurant but was fired immediately following the allegations, which would come as a great relief to the uh, customers at Perkins. I right, imagine. I think so. His next court appearance is to take place March 28th. Okay. Uh, you noted some things. I did. Here we go. You mean to tell me. Check this out. Check this out. You mean to tell me mm-hmm. that uh, 15 times... <laughs> Fifteen times. Bleep, no. No, no. We're going to go 18. (laughs) You mean to tell me that 15 times this woman noticed uh, this foul taste in her water bottle? One question I have. Yeah. Okay, proceed. Wouldn't once have been enough. Number two. Mm -hmm. Follow up. 
How do you know what urine tastes like? Well, I, you know what? That's first thing I thought. I don't want to know. By the way, right. I don't want to know. I've never acquired a, 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 not even a taste for it. But no. I don't know what it tastes like. But you mean to tell me that you become kind of a this guy was wooing after. the baker was wooing her. Mm-hmm. He was trying to court her. Right. He had romantic intentions. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently, she always. Uh, what was this guy's name again? An age? He's uh, his name is Corrado Cruz Perez. He's forty-two. Okay. So oh, I'm he... sorry. I'm sorry. He's forty-seven. The gal uh, is forty-two. Gotcha. Okay. So he okay. said, uh, "Here we go, amiga." Yeah. Uh, senorita. I, you know, I really we I want to develop a, a a stronger relationship with you. And she apparently said, "Yeah, you know, I'll be your pal, but I'm not interested. Let's in, keep it work. I'm not a, interested in any romantic uh, assignation here. I don't and, mix work with pleasure. That's right. right that's right. right. So he starts peeing in her bottle. Sure. Yep. You know, and apparently over over a course of months, and and I kind of gets away with it the first couple of times. He's a little nervous. He's getting and then basically, he's, allegedly, he's walking right. If, if he did this, yeah, if he did this, uh, you know, the 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 twelfth or whatever, you know, fifteenth time. But what what is going on with her that she noticed this taste fifteen times over the past several months? Well, well, we've all you know we've all been in a spot where I haven't um, been in this spot where maybe we're hard up for some cash and maybe she didn't want to buy the new water bottle. But I gotta think, after a couple of times, yeah, you're gonna want a new water bottle. Well, that that's another good point, uh, Mister Reavers. Uh, this does suggest that she had a particular affection for just that one water bottle. Yeah, you got to bring it home and Eco, get it washed out. Right? No, I'm throwing that water bottle away. You know, because something doesn't taste right. You're going to reuse it. It's the reusable, eco-friendly style of. Uh, Here's another way to say it. Uh, if I was the gal, yeah, I would have taken steps to make sure after time number one, time number one, time number one. Yep. Never mind how she knows what it tastes like. That's her problem. I would have taken steps after the first time to make sure there weren't 14 other occasions. Yes, because... Whether that means I have to hide my water yes, bottle or yes. keep it on my person or whatever. We yeah. don't know what role she played in the restaurant. No, because when the water tastes funny and maybe it even tastes something similar to urine, whether you have uh, tasted urine or not, what that's sending me is a... You really went a long way for that. Here, here, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. No, there's no thumbs down. That's a that thumbs one. down. That, he's sending a message. That's a thumbs down. He's sending a message. He was sending out an SOS. Yes, but, he was. But she, uh, you know, he should have just said, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know why he wanted to harm her like that. Yeah. I hope they get it worked out, if you know what I mean. Uh, well, yeah, he's no longer the baker there or, or whatever you know his what? role was there. We're missing a grander point here. Yep, here it is. I'm sure we are because it's a very, very unusual story. We uh, And I hate to indict the establishment because they obviously had nothing to do with this. But um, if this guy is doing this to a coworker, mm-hmm. he's at a place where there's uh, food being served to yeah, other gotta, people. Right. Yeah, well, they, they, the that. restaurant did immediately what it had to do. They Canned them. The no, I, I get that. I'm <laughs> no, saying, I get what you're saying, but we don't want to uh, indict that restaurant. No, 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 we we do not. But it always makes me think. They're making rolls and I know, I know how it works. Jelly I know what a baker does. You know, get a pie. Can't you get a pie? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, Perkins will make you a good pie. Yeah. Fifteen times. Get you a pie by three o'clock. Yeah. What do you need? 
You mean to tell me? <laughs> uh, I don't know what he thought would come of it. Would he, after doing that in so many that times... That really doesn't strengthen his case for romantic involvement. Right. No. She's not, there's going to be no turnaround. There's no 180 on this one. Or no. what if she said, you know what? I'm in. Yeah. If he's gonna, if he's gonna you know go to this length, you know, that's you love. You win. Uh, let's. Uh, where are you, we going? I give for Valentine's up, Day, uh, Perez. You, you win. What? What's? Where you want? If go? I agree to go out with you, will you stop peeing in my water bottle? Maybe that's a way to say, hey, yeah. Just now, I now that I've earned your trust. Yeah. Will you please stop oh, going to the bathroom in the God water bottle? Help Thanks. us. I just, I just, uh, I, I just don't know. Positive I, Thursday. Though. I can't find the positive uh, Thursday the break thing. <laughs> Giant Man here, and you're listening to Garage Logic. He's a bear. He's a guy that, that runs that thing. I mean, he's a guy that takes care of all that stuff the bears do. Fireworks, starting up stuff, television. You know, he's, he's Joe Shushrek. I mean, the mayor. Another story from the Pioneer Press today. Mm-hmm. A ruling from the salon. Uh, the city council held a meeting where people could voice their opinions about the proposed streetcar line that would run from downtown St. Paul down West 7th Street out to the airport eventually in the mall, right? Yeah. And not many people showed up, apparently, uh, which I I can't account for that. It could cost as much as $2 billion. So this is a story of concern to everybody. Right. Those are federal dollars. In many many cases, that'll be federal dollars. But... uh, Rebecca Noker or Necker N O E C K E R. She's a city councilwoman, and she said that she's in favor of this because uh, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the quote in front of me, but she said, "We need another mode of transportation to get people out of their cars." Why? I don't want to get out of my car. Why is that? In the, the, in the city meantime, council's... in the meantime, by the way, mm-hmm. and this is being said without hyperbole or exaggeration. The streets in St. Paul, and if not Minneapolis, are quite literally ruined. They're destroyed. Yes. It's been the the worst pothole season in 10 years. It's been dreadful. And there's no hustle out there to try and fix them. There's crews out, but it's it's pathetic. You have to memorize your route in order yes. to not destroy your car. Uh, one of the, Another really horrible one right by Coney Island. And we keep... Is it being done by design? Well, well, well. That'll can't. get people out of their cars because it's becoming too dangerous to drive. The streets are horrible; they're terrible. Right, and you're going to wreck your vehicle. Uh, in any event, here's here's the salon ruling. Well, we need to get people out of their cars. In the meantime, the work of the city is not getting done. I would imagine that might be true in Minneapolis. The 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 nuts and bolts work is not getting done because. Through apathy or whatever, we let these people go up to the salon and deprive adults of buying menthol cigarettes and telling employers what they have to pay employees and let's get $2 billion and build a streetcar. In the meantime, the important work of the city is not being addressed. And I think this about rulings from the salon. To me, it's it's uh, telling how many of them don't involve children. What good does a streetcar do a mother with three kids who needs to get them to school or to Target? Nothing. Nothing at all. What Children are not taken into account. Children are not taken into account. 
because the uh, the people in the salon uh, either they don't have children or the, the they've raised theirs and they're gone or whatever. They're not taken into account. All these bike lanes and bump outs that deprive mom of parking her car in front of her house. Right. Well, what the hell is this? We keep electing the wrong people, or more accurately, unfortunately, the political class draws to it the kinds of people who don't have any intention whatsoever of of giving us our money's worth. They only want to display uh, examples of their own virtue. Thus, a Rebecca Necker Necker saying, "We have to get people out of their cars." No, you don't, lady. No, and, you don't. And the, the the average family that has one, two, three, four, however many kids you have. Don't forget, you need the car uh, for schedules, the activities that you do. Right. You got 200,000 miles on a car just doing hockey. Right. Or even, you know, it might be a band. They have to get to music practice. Nah, that'll drive you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Mark? Yes, sir. Hi. Hey, I've been to the meetings that you're talking about on West 7th Street about yeah. the mass transit, the train. Everyone in the room, the owners of businesses, the people that live in the area, don't want it. No, I, I, they, I, I've they been to those meetings. I've been to, I went to one of the initial meetings. I don't want it. Yeah, and, and people don't want it, but it's just being jammed down our throat because it's some, I'll say, bureaucrat. That's it. You're absolutely right. It's a feather in their cap that, look, I got this light rail system through or now it's the trolley or whatever it's going to be. No one wants it. In fact, the one on University Avenue costs people jobs Mm -hmm. for every one worker on the rail system or the light rail. Three people lost their jobs. Right. And and it's empty half the time. The only time it's full is for Viking games. Right. That's it. We don't need it. No, I Thank agree. You Thank you. It wasn't even full for the Super Bowl because they didn't let us on it. It's axiomatic that the rulings from the salon provide us with the uh, uh, tell us what we need, even though we don't realize we need it. I understand. That, that's what the salon does. You people need a you need a streetcar. You you uh, let us tell you what you need, but give us your money so we can spend it for you better than you would be able to. Tom, hey Joe, hi. Just a couple of quick bullet points on this. First off, I used to live in Lower Town. I could hop a 54 bus and make this same trek to the airport. And at least a bus you can sort of navigate around. Mm-hmm. Um, the other point, too, is I can almost bet you this person who, who is speaking about this is pro-choice from, from conception to delivery. And I never consider anyone a, a hero for volunteering to give up rights that they don't themselves use Mm -hmm. that's cowardice Mm -hmm. and the other thing too you just mentioned we keep electing the wrong people and i always find it curious that when i read stories like this in the painter press for instance comments skew 99 percent conservative i know i don't get that i don't either and i wish somebody could figure this out that's that's one of the reasons i was pleased to leave saint paul behind i just gave up trying yeah all right thank you uh did i did i properly do that yeah, you're good. I didn't turn off my microphone, did I? No, you you did fine there. Uh, I, five will get you ten that if you uh, uh, walked up and down West 7th Street and asked everybody you saw, do you want to pay $2 billion for a streetcar? They'd say no. Especially the business owners all the way down from... Uh, no, we know who the business owners are. The other thing, 
uh, you maybe lose track of my thought here. Uh, you ask people if oh, they want to speak. Oh, these are people that like to call themselves progressives. How come the progressives always want to take you back to about 1951 when it comes to transportation? Good point. I don't know why. I, that's Progress, whether you liked it or not, was ripping out the streetcar tracks in the 50s. And now you've got this new wave of people who call themselves progressives. They want to put them back in. <laughs> look at how, also look at how easy the streetcars were. One streetcar and some rails. Now it's all ornate railings. You got to pretend you're Europe. Right, right. Got to pretend you're Europe. Uh, the taxpayers are getting jobbed, not getting what they pay for, and are incurring additional expenses. I know I got a buddy who runs a body shop mm -hmm. at a record February. I'm good for him. That's good for business. A record February. Oh, for the potholes. In terms of uh, income. Record. Potholes, uh, uh, crashes due to right. uh, uh, slick streets, uh, what have you. Uh, you know, again, great for them. Uh, that's wonderful. But you're you you're going to end up with suspension problems, tie rod problems, steering problems, tire problems, because this it's not an exaggeration to say these streets are quite literally destroyed, and and there's no leadership. Who's the who's who's going to take the bull by the horns and say I'm here to do the hard work of the city? Mayor Carter, or is that you? Uh, I haven't heard much from Melvin. GL will be back in just a moment, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale of the Wall Street Journal and your money now. It's another up and down day in the stock market. Stocks have gone from gains to losses and back again. We'll see if we can catch the close when stocks are higher. Right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 86 points. The NASDAQ Composite ahead 31, and the S&P 500 is up 11 points. A child pornography case involving a California doctor has revealed that Best Buy's Geek Squad technicians allegedly worked with the FBI to uncover data on customers' computers for years. A nonprofit organization claims the nature of the FBI's relationship with the technicians may have violated the Constitution. The Electronic Frontier Foundation filed a lawsuit after it learned the FBI allegedly paid Geek Squad workers to pass along information about illegal materials on devices sent in by customers for repairs. More new flavors of M&Ms are on the way, though they won't be around too long. Candy Giant Mars is rolling out Crunchy Espresso, Crunchy Raspberry, and Crunchy Mint as part of its new fan flavor vote. They're all made with dark chocolate. You can vote online for your favorite one through the end of May, and the one that gets the most votes will go on sale nationwide for 18 months. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right, thank you very much. How's the weather out there? You okay? <laughs> good. Well, yeah, the snow has stopped. I don't have any power at my place. But the good news is I got an update from my utility today, and they say they'll have the power back on at my place by Sunday. And do you believe them? Nah, well, no, it's not a good scenario either way. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you later. Good luck. Next hour, a fresh report. You're not off the hook. Hey, it is Thursday. How about 1500 ESPN's new app? Have you checked it out? No? Why not? It's available for iOS and Android. Go to 1500ESPN.com to learn. Commencing John, as is our custom. Uh, Kelly, go ahead quickly, please. 
I just wanted to ask you, Joe, if you remember when our country or our government and the politicians that work within it, when did it go from them performing our will, what we want, to them babysitting us and telling them, telling us what we want? You know, from the light rail systems to, you know, getting rid of the, the skyways and all that. I don't, I don't get it. I'm lost. No, but we struggle with it every day. We'll come up with the answer. Good luck. All right, thank you. Here in the TCL Broadcast Studios newsroom is John Height. Thanks, Joe. Sunny and 30 degrees. This update brought to you by Metafast. Two-way quarterfinals, boys' state hockey tournament today. Dinah beat Lakeville North 7-1. Duluth East leads St. Michael Albertville 1-0 after one period tonight. Hilmer in Minnetonka, Centennial and St. Thomas Academy. Derek Rose will be reuniting with his former coach here in Minnesota. Rose will sign with the Timberwolves, putting him back with Tom Thibodeau, who coached him, of course, in Chicago. Is this a good thing? Uh, yeah, if it's 2011, <laughs> he's Rose is a little. Is he beat up? He, oh, yeah. His knees are, are about in the same shape as mine are at <laughs> okay. this point. All right. And uh, not, you couldn't play in the NBA? Right I could now? play. I could play. Uh, the Vikings will not tender exclusive rights free agent Jeff Overbaugh. He was their long oh, snapper. No. Long snapper at the end of the season, so he'll become an unrestricted free agent. The Vikings have opted to keep Kevin McDermott as their long snapper. He's progressing well. Remember, he had shoulder surgery you know what? after an injury last year. Three weeks from today, boys. Hmm. Opening day. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. Baltimore. It could mm-hmm. be uh <laughs> Yeah. Twenty eight degrees. Sure and could. Snowing. News notes from today. Minnesota lawmakers are looking to ride the momentum of cities raising their tobacco sales age by proposing a statewide increase to 21. A bipartisan group of House lawmakers introduced a bill today that would raise the age for tobacco sales from 18 to 21. If passed, Minnesota would be the sixth state to increase its smoking age. Advocates say it would steer young adults away from smoking, which drives up health care costs. Tobacco use among Minnesota teens has dropped in recent years, but officials have noted an increase in e-cigarette use. That increase would apply also, that age increase, to e-cigarettes. Five Minnesota cities have independently increased the tobacco buying age since May. But Republican Senate Majority Leader Paul Gazelka doubts there's widespread support for a statewide increase this year. Minneapolis police are using cell phone video uploaded on Facebook uh, to Facebook of an assault of a woman on Lake Street Transit Center to charge a man they allege carried out the attack and another man they allege recorded it. According to criminal complaints filed recently in Hennepin County, police say footage from the Chicago Lake Transit Center shows a man identified as Wesley Martin and a female accomplice approach a woman. <laughs> I'm not reading the rest of the story. No, it's, please it's don't. Too serious a story. Here. Yes, no, we're yeah. uh, we're making a discussion off the air about some radio. Well, part of it's off the air. Yes. Anyway. Do I have to take this call? <laughs> yeah, you can. You can if you want. I didn't know if you wanted to uh, to wait to take him or not, but you're more than welcome to now. Hello. Uh, hello, Joe. Oh no. Is this Rick from Harlingen? Uh, did, uh, this is Rick from Harlingen, Texas. I did, did, I did not intend to uh, disrupt uh, your uh, your broadcast of Mister Hyatt's you, news. You you do un- it's uncanny. You always call during the news. I I do um, more often than not. This is my break time. I, this is the time when I'm come inside from uh, sitting out on the porch and having a, a uh, an Arnold Palmer and uh, it just I I try to get in about. What can we do for you? Minutes after, but Rick, what can a lot we do? Of times for... I remain on hold. Rick, what can we do? Rick, Rick, 
Rick, what can we do for you? We're trying to do the newscast here. Uh, yes, hello, Joe. I did not mean to interrupt the newscast. Uh, I did have a couple of... I, I just had a quick uh, uh, story that I needed to explain to you. Uh-huh. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on this and see if you think this is on the up and up. It's, uh, my, my friend Bob, He uh, he's about uh, two RVs down from me here in Harlingen, and uh, he walked into a, a sports bar at about... Uh, a couple minutes before 10 o'clock, and he sat down. The bar was not bustling too much. It was not very busy. And he sat down at the end of the bar right next to a, a young blonde who was happened to be watching uh, the television newscast at the time. And the the 10 p.m. news was watching a, a unfortunate gentleman that was on a ledge of a, uh, of a building. And it, was, it looked as if he was preparing to... Uh, to hop off that ledge and to end his life, it was very unfortunate. That's terrible. It really wasn't. Uh, the blonde uh, looked at the uh, uh, at my friend Bob and said, you think he's going to jump off that ledge? And, uh, well, Bob said, you know, I, I bet he's going to jump off that ledge, young lady. And uh, it's funny because the, the blonde said, I, I'll bet he will not. Well, Bob said, I'll tell you what, ma'am, I'll take $20 and lay it down here, and I bet he will jump off the, the, the ledge. And the blonde, she took out $20 due, and she said, well, I sure bet he won't. So there's $40 sitting right on the bar there. And sure enough, the guy, unfortunately, on the ledge did a swan dive off the building, and he ended it all. And the blonde, she was a little upset by this. Uh, and uh, she willingly handed over the $20 that she had laid down on the bar. And she said, well, a bet's a bet. You've got to take your money there, sir. And Bob replied with a little chuckle. He said, I, I can't take your money. I saw this earlier on the 5 o'clock news, so I knew he would jump. And the blonde replied, I did too, but I didn't think he would do it again. Uh, Bob did take the money, by the way. He was $20 more richer as a, uh, uh, opposed to uh, you know losing the bet. I don't know if that was too ethical from Bob, but uh, he came back with a uh, six-pack of Coors Light, and we discussed it, and we decided it was okay. That's my story. I'm going to check out here. This is Bob, uh, Rick from Harlingen, uh, and, and Bob was included in that story as well. Thank you very much. Sorry about the interruption. Well, I, uh, it's okay, Rick. Didn't think he'd do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so the gal, right, she saw the re... Okay, so that was a replay, and she that's why she lost 20. You know, that that story reminds me of a time when I was... A couple of RVs down. Huh? Yeah, he, uh, yeah, a couple of RVs down <laughs> from the... the Coors Light. Uh-huh. Yeah. Can't blame him there. No. Uh, I was working with a young woman down the hall, and we were doing a live remote before the Twins game, when, when the Twins were still prominently uh, featured on this radio station. Mm-hmm. Sure. We had a great partnership before their day games, when Remember we would broadcast days? live. Oh, they were sure. going to be last summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and... Uh, Miguel Cabrera hit a towering home run for the Tigers against the Twins in the first inning. And then uh, about a minute later, she said, oh, my God, he did it again. No. She was uh, watching the replay. Oh, yeah. I said, honey, uh, that's the replay. Yeah. That was very common in the old days. I think I've told you guys the stories off air. There was an Italian gentleman in Mandan, North Dakota, the only Italian gentleman. Yep. Was watching a football game with my parents. Guy what, ran he f- just came in off the street? No, or? no, they sure. were good. They were good. <laughs> right from Mochi's. They were good friends. They, they were good Mucci's. friends. Come on, they man. Would, they would drink beers together sure. and eat spaghetti, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And uh, a guy ran for a touchdown, and uh, they were talking. And this guy was typical. I don't want to make a stereotype here, but he was a large 
Italian man with a talk like this, you know? It's a yeah. set of Sopranos, you know, but yeah, he's yeah, from yeah. Italy. Yeah, and uh, I think I can say this on the radio. I hope so. Right. But anyway, a guy ran for a touchdown, and they talked a little bit more, and he looked up again. His name was Sam, incidentally, and Sam went, and he went, look at that, that son of a bitch done it again. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't quite understand the way the game was uh, replay. That was, yeah. that was the '60s, so it was yeah. right when replay started. Right. So, yeah. well, people weren't accustomed no, to it, were they, Joe? <laughs> Did it again? Yeah. Uh, British police announced today: twenty-one people actually ended up being treated after that former Russian spy and his daughter were poisoned with a nerve agent. Okay, stop right there. Yes. Do we know how it was administered? Uh, there was a report that the fella, the uh, spy who got poisoned, yeah, and was in a restaurant before they walked to the park and acted very strangely, leaving the restaurant, was screaming and wanted to pay his bill immediately. So uh, I would think that would indicate perhaps somebody put something on his food at the restaurant. But how could it be so powerful that even the cops helping him got sick? Yeah, I don't, well, and 21 people now they're saying actually Lord. somehow were affected by the nerve agent. I want my president to hate Putin. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's the case right now. No, I now. want hatred. I don't, I don't want think, hatred. Yeah. Uh, yeah Did you see the story today about the KHL and the involvement with Putin? No. Oh, I should the, send it to yeah. you. KHL. Right? Isn't it, or the, is it the, the Korean Hockey League? No, they it's, had uh, apparently some of the KHL North Koreans. KHL is an airline. Oh. It's uh, it's a C, wasn't it C? Wasn't that KLM or, and DHL? KLM. I'm going to send it to you right now. Sorry. You're confusing the carrier with the FedEx. My alphabet's all Let's just put it this way. Putin owns a team. And the team yeah. he owns has a very good chance they, of winning the championship. They don't, they don't lose a lot. Right. That's, that's just <laughs> pathetic. Read Red Notice. Uh-huh. Oh, look at the time. Hey, yeah. can't think of oh, Yeah, well, that uh, Rick from <laughs> Harley. He kind of, yeah, he, he threw it off her a little bit. Yeah. Eats but, up uh, a lot of time, doesn't yeah, he? <laughs> Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're up to 30 with sunshine out there. It's just a really nice afternoon. Tonight we're going to drop down to 15 again, increasing clouds, and we're going to have kind of a mix of clouds and sun during the day tomorrow. Tomorrow's high a little warmer, up to about 34. And then 37 on Saturday, mostly cloudy skies throughout the day. There could be some light rain or snow showers develop in the afternoon. It doesn't look like a big deal uh, with that 37-degree high. Anything that falls is going to melt pretty much right away. Sunday, same story, some flurries in the morning. Otherwise, mix of clouds and sun, 38 for the high. 37 on Monday. 38 again on Tuesday with sunshine both days. And then Wednesday, partly cloudy and 45, partly cloudy breezy on Thursday and a high of 50. We're going to be up into the lower, possibly even middle 50s by Friday of next week with some thunderstorms coming in Friday night into Saturday. So that's uh, a week from now. Going for a low tonight down to 15, Joe. Right now we're at 30 and I have the records for the day. March 8. 70 on this date. 70. In 2016. In 2016. 8 below zero. 8 below. In 1877. In 1877. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. I really did a bad job today in terms of uh, uh, in terms of uh, positivity, didn't I? Uh, yeah. Uh, the Patrick Henry School story, the Wayne State in Michigan uh, with the Christian Club. I don't really think you put positive spins on those. Well, and I can't help you now either because oh. there's a new hysteria that we're supposed to be worried about. A new hysteria. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the new hysteria? Having to do with what? Okay. Humanity will. <laughs> Humanity would be virtually powerless to stop the spread of a killer flu virus that could take 33 million lives in just 200 days, 
the experts are now warning. That is not positive. Professor Robert Dingwall, a flu expert, said that covering your mouth when you sneeze and washing your hands are the most effective way to stop the virus spreading, but that won't be enough. His warning comes after Dr. Jonathan Quick, chair of the Global Health Council uh, in the UK, warned that a deadly flu mutation could take place any day and proved to be the deadliest pandemic in human history. Not liking that. That's break glass smoke. Okay. It really is. Because uh, these aren't uh, these aren't quacks. These are real docs. What what do we do? What are, what are their suggestions? Underlying humanity's vulnerability to the threat, Professor Dingwall said, flu is very infectious and there's nothing you can do to stop it moving about the planet. Uh, people tried in 09. Uh, with screening at airports, but it doesn't work because people are infectious for around four days before they get the symptoms. There's oh. a limited amount you can do. There's personal hygiene and measures. You know, our buddy Tom Combs would be would be, be the probably agreeing yeah. with these people. Yeah. Former know. ER doctor. Uh, frankly, you're just as likely to catch it from passing a person in the street who has sneezed. He spoke out after Dr. Quick warned conditions were right for a flu that could wipe out millions. The big one is coming a global virus pandemic that could kill 33 million victims in its first 200 days, he wrote, with the, within the ensuing two years, 300 million people will die worldwide. Wow. Should I break the glass and smoke the Lucky tonight? <laughs> might be a good start. You might have it tomorrow to come to, but uh, it doesn't sound like eventually you'll... At the extreme, with disrupted supply of food and medicine, without enough survivors to run computers or energy systems, the global economy would collapse. Starvation and looting could lay waste to parts of the world. Dr. Quick warns of mutation. Uh, and here's a picture of him here. He's a normal-looking guy. He doesn't have antennas on his head or oh, anything. Okay, you know. and he's been dealing with this stuff. Dr. Quick warns a mutation of an avian flu could wipe out a significant portion of the globe as the strain can often mix with influenza and other wild animals before it reaches humans, making it more powerful and sometimes more deadly. Sometime, somewhere out there, a flu virus is boiling up in the bloodstream of a bird, bat, monkey, or pig preparing to jump to a human being, he wrote. When that combination from birds and beasts finds its way into a person, the resulting new human strain can kill us more easily because it is unknown to us and our bodies have zero immunity to it. This is most likely... Oh, the avian flu. I hear the bird flu. Coming, around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since... I don't know when the bird. I'm stuck in bird flu prison and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps rolling on down to San Antonio. All right, thank you. Uh, that was a pretty good one. And we're learning that uh, it's, an, it's called the Aussie flu, as in Australia. Apparently that's where it'll start. Okay. And why is it called the Aussie flu? Well, there's it says here. Started the, in Australia. The print's too small. Uh, Australia had one of its worst outbreaks on record with two and a half times the normal number of cases this year. Uh, some of the country's hospitals had standing room only after being swamped by more than 100,000 cases of the H3N2 strain. The elderly are done 
the flu viruses are constantly changing. Uh, you know, we're all going to. So it's uh, eventual trouble. We're in we're, big we're, trouble. We're in trouble. Yeah. And, and again, I, I, I'd feel better, but these are these apparently are real doctors. This guy's chair of the Global Health Council, Doctor yeah. Jonathan Quack. I mean, quick. Right. They're uh, they're not. And Robert Dingwall is a professor. Come on, these are the you know. They'd have no reason to. Uh, they're to have an agenda. They're virtually giving me permission to smoke that LSMFT. Lucky strike means fine tobacco. <laughs> roasted. Roasted. Yeah. Perfectly roasted. Yeah. Uh, on the uh, just an update for your hockey score: Duluth East two zip. They're up two to nothing, and they're playing Saint, Saint Michael, Michael Albertville. Albertville yes. And are we in the second period, or has that been completed? Uh, we are in. A, we are in the second period. I'm not sure how much time is left. We are at a break right now. I just turned on. I just turned on mm-hmm. the 55 inch TCL flat screen TV that rests in the TCL broadcast studios. Turned it to golf. And uh, I've never seen. I'm in the other studio, and it looks uh, the picture is beautifully clear. Yeah, it really is. To me, golf benefits the most from these extraordinary TVs. Uh, I would agree with you. Uh, But uh, Eldrick Wood, also known as Tiger Woods. Yes. Did I say Eldrick Wood? I went Clem. You went Clem there, yeah. Eldrick Wood. Eldrick Wood. Tiger Woods. How's he doing? He's one off the three off the lead. Oh, he's laying in the weeds, then. Leader's four under. He's one under. He's laying in the weeds. Uh, he seems to be playing well. Uh, I can't. I just turned it on, so I are have we to... rooting for him? I mean, of course, you know. I mean, TV we... is. TV is. I don't know why there's so many great young players to watch, but he's. Uh, I am. I think it's, it's fun. It's a when great Tiger... story. Yeah, it's a great sports story. Can he come back from a fused back? Well, people love. America, well, people and Americans love underdogs. People, but is he really an underdog? I mean, humans, hum, humanity, us, people. He looks better. Say, I'm going to mention yeah, he this. Looks good, doesn't yeah. he? Before you hit the break uh, signal here, yeah. Um, there's about nine minutes left in this game, and if you're looking for someone to root for tonight, uh, at St. Thomas Academy, the Christie brothers who lost their mother when they were 9 and 10 years of age, and she was a big um, garage logician. Really? Uh, Mrs. Christie, yes. Uh, uh, I would root for those boys because between the dad and the uh, their who older sister. Who are they St. Thomas Academy plays Centennial. I can root for the Academy, but, if you're, but you're not going to get me to... to, 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 to i got to root for Hill. Yeah, you have to root for Hill. Phil Murray versus Evil Minnetonka. I'll give you Hill up until they play... Uh, I mean, I'll give you... You can root for Hill... Uh, and if they play up to St. Thomas Academy, I'll root for the Gazette Cadets. Real quickly, an emailer sent a, a note to Wayne State. No, already got an answer back. The Christian group has been reinstated. All right. The, <laughs> our, we'll push 1500 back. ESPN Woo-hoo. is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's uh, 30 plus, bro. 30 degrees, and uh, the sports talk version of the show is coming up next.